Hi, and welcome to Green Planet Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists who are committed to planetary purpose, or in other words, a holistic vision for planet Earth. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Matt Belaire. Matt is a one-of-a-kind author, athlete, speaker, and conscious thought leader. He's also a podcast host of the Matt Belaire podcast, and he believes in potential and interviews the most conscious, inspiring leaders and thinkers on the planet who share their stories, their insights, their lessons, and their wisdom. Recently, Matt also turned a father of a healthy child. Congratulations. And Matt has traveled the world to put himself in the fire to test his knowledge and limits. So with these words, welcome to the show, Matt. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Julian. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, same. I love your smile. You just turned a dad, right? So I think there's probably no sleep, but lots of love. Yeah, dude, it's, a, it's definitely a game changer, especially having a daughter. So uh, everything is now same, same, but different. So uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting journey ahead. Very nice. Congratulations again, man. Thank you, um, man. Yeah, I want to hear about your journey as an author, as a podcast host. And let's start with adversity. You know, we, we often look at results and we see people like with their shiny faces and then beautiful beautiful smiles on, on the Instagram and the Facebook and so, and so forth. But what most people um, that are not on that journey forget is there is a lot of adversity and someone like you is overcoming that on a daily basis. So how is your path from, you know, ch difficulties or challenges into freedom? How does that look for you? Well, wow, that's a really great question. And I think it's a great topic to talk on because uh, uh, speak about because my partner will talk about um, just like how people don't see behind the scenes and how much effort it is to run a podcast. So I have a lot of appreciation for what you do and the work you do, because if you're committed to it, it's kind of a pain in the butt. It's really it's, it's very, very challenging. It's not very easy for most anyway, as far as uh, I've seen out there. And for me personally, it's, it seems to be solving, you know, rather than a problem, like a puzzle, it's one puzzle at a time that you need to be committed to solving to get to the next step. And so when I wanted to uh, learn meditation, I want to learn from the best and go to Nepal. And then I wanted to, you know, train with Shaolin masters and that was expensive. And I was living in Whistler as a snowboard bum coaching uh, athletes. And, and so I had to problem solve how to get there. And then each step of the way, there's, a, there's like a, a problem that you need to solve or a puzzle. And then a way to just basically commit to solving that and having faith that you're going to solve it, that it's going to work out. So it seems to be that repetitive process. And if you're committed to where you're going and what it is that you'd like to do and what it is that you'd like to learn and how you'd like to contribute in an honest and authentic way, you'll have the drive and the motivation and the inspiration to solve each puzzle or problem as they come up. So for me, I think it's perseverance because it's continual uh, great puzzles and problems that I get to solve on a daily basis to just try to figure it out to get to that next step. And then it's something new and it's something different, but you, you definitely learn something that you can apply to the future. And when you do it, you, you know if you're on the right track or not. That's beautiful because I can personally really relate with what you're saying. I feel like um, someone, someone like you and the show you put out there and the content you put out there is really in some shape or form a parallel to your own learning curve and your own evolution. And that's what makes it so appealing for me to tune into it is this ability to watch someone grow in, in the life journey they're on. 
Yeah, 100%. There's so much, this world is so fascinating. You know, I'm really curious about what is actually happening on this planet. What are the limits to, to human potential? Uh, what is consciousness and, you know, is ascension, ascension real? Is enlightenment real? What does that mean? Uh, how can I experience and improve my mindset? How can I improve the conditions for myself, for my friends, for my family, for my loved ones? But also really what, what kind of bothers me is the conditions on the planet for people who are literally starving to death with all these big issues we have with war still and, and all this craziness, you know, is there anything that I can do to contribute in a meaningful way? And so as I continue to look for solutions and do the best I can with where I am, with the resources I have, with the knowledge that I have, the guests that I have and the experiences that I have and um, the things that I try to figure out, they grow. And the, I'm, you know, terrified to look at podcast number 20 versus 200 versus 400 because <laughs> the stuff you'll say or think will be totally different. And I think that's just to say what the learning curve is because, you know, people, when we're five years old, you don't give a five-year-old crap for not knowing anything. And then at 10, you know, they still don't know anything, but between 10 and 20, uh, children think they start to know something in their teens and then 20 to 30, maybe you go to university and then you definitely know something. Um, but really we don't. And I'm at 35, 30 to 40. You still don't really know that much and 40 to 50, 60 to 70, whatever, whatever that age is where you feel like you actually know something. There's, it's such a mysterious, incredible existence that there's no way to know a fraction of a fraction of all of experience, you know? So it's just going to be a continual growth process. And I just, think it depends on what it is that you want to grow and learn towards and how do you want to contribute and and how do you want to live your life what kind of uh, character do you want to be and how do you want to um carry yourself each and every day totally and how, how do you express this the consciousness right that's the seed inside of you much rather than just the physical shell or the body you're carrying around which i mean you've you've done quite, quite some great work in helping people attune the body kind of like almost like an instrument, right? That you'd get into a shape to then operate from the place of consciousness. So do you, you mind going a little bit into the idea of Zen athlete and how that came to be and like what kind of one of the core puzzle pieces to that might be? Yeah, sure. It's a really great question. Uh, well, the origin for me was just growing up as a martial artist. And when I began studying martial arts, it was really about mind, body, spirit in the beginning. So I had a, at a very young age, was trying things like meditation. I was also trying to punch my hand through you know, wood and do all these things that these Shaolin masters could do. But a big element to doing these things that were unbelievable that I was watching as a kid, and I couldn't distinguish between Hollywood and what was made up and what was actually possible. But at the same time, I had a martial arts practice and I was able to distinguish later what what was actually happening, like the Shaolin monks and how they could actually break uh, stone and iron rods and things like that, which is unbelievable. And that does require a mindset. And so growing up as an athlete and then, you know, doing extreme sports, snowboarding, skateboarding and things like that, I realized that people didn't know what I had taken for granted from martial arts, basic things like visualization, internal dialogue, um, you know, how to program your mind in the sense of like what your belief systems are in a very simple way would be when I'm coaching an athlete or an entrepreneur is like, do you believe you can land this backflip? Do you believe you can be successful in this business on a scale of one to 10? And unless it's a 10, you know, or at least a nine or, or you shouldn't be trying that backflip. You want to be very confident before attempting something that you can hurt yourself. So these principles, yeah. um, apply to everything. And it's really, you know, I started studying NLP and consciousness and everything that I could consume in my teens from, you know, astral projection, lucid dreaming, uh, anything 
to kind of explore that world. And neurolinguistic programming is really excellent because what it does is model excellence. So if you're the greatest basketball player of all time, like Michael Jordan or something, it's like, you know, what does he think? What does he believe? And what are his habits? And you can break that down and then you can actually bring that into your own life to install those beliefs, to install those principles so you can apply those. And so what I did over time, learning from all these amazing masters, you know, there's nothing new in that book. It's just direct experience, martial arts practice, and a lot of study broken down into simple principles that anyone could apply. And in writing the book, my thought was, I can, I can kind of Trojan horse self-mastery to the youth. So they'll think they're getting better at sport, but really these are the principles of self-mastery that anyone, un- that anyone can understand, that you can apply and get immediate results. Um, and also adults can, can use it as well. However, adults have to want to learn. They have to want to grow where kids are really excited about being the best they can. So they're going to consume it and they're going to apply it. And then they'll be able to apply that for the rest of their, their lives because the model remains the same. You just apply it again and again and again. Wonderful. I like, I like this kind of way of learning to, you know, kind of see someone weave through a certain model in, or a certain kind of pattern so that you can follow the new weaving and you get to the, um, puzzle pieces a little faster, like a shortcut almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. making, you know, just a framework, right? It's not the only thing. It's just a framework that you could adapt on your own. Um, but it'd be like martial arts, it, you know, before the UFC, you had all these different martial arts and they're all fantastic. And now if you want to be a competitive fighter, you know that you need wrestling, you know that you need Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you know that you need striking. Now, the style that you want to employ is totally up to you, but you want to learn from those elements, and that's the kind of framework or structure you're using. The same thing if you're going to do a triathlon, you're going to have to know how to swim and bike and run. Those are the elements that you train. And so, you, you know, what it. I did yeah. is kind of break it down for what is it that you want to achieve? What's your goal? So for a kid, it's I want to be the greatest athlete possible. What is a framework you can use to be the greatest athlete possible? But you take out athlete and you put a uh, business, life, uh, relationship, whatever. It's the exact same model that you can use to bring that reality towards you in a way where I think the, the most important thing is like the last chapters on Zen is if you can do it from a place of fulfillment for where, where you are in the process. So not when you win the NBA championship, not when you're a multi-million dollar entrepreneur, can that whole process and quote unquote grind, if you're able to do that from a place of fulfillment and self-love, you are really kicking some butt. Wow. I love it, man. So much energy that, that you have, that you bring to these topics. And it's so important for people to, I feel like constantly foster their own curiosity because you touched on something very interesting there that I feel like is, uh, there's a truth to it, but it's also a myth, which is children learn playfully and easily because they have this drive of wanting to excel and become the best at someone at something while adults are somewhat maybe, you know, need to really want to learn, etc. And I find while there's a truth to it, there is also this big myth that adults have a harder time absorbing knowledge or a harder time making these choices. And personally, I, f- I find that to be incorrect in my own experience, as long as I continue to bring my curiosity into every day. What do you have to say on the topic of curiosity? Oh, well, yeah, man, I totally agree with what you just said. I think that it's just a decision of learning. And I think the reason why many adults don't um, pursue maybe things that they're interested in, like kids pursue and learn things that excite them. 
So learn things that excite you. And then you're going to have the motivation and inspiration to learn extremely quickly. We should be learning our whole life. So curiosity is a great point because whatever you're curious about is something that it also goes hand in hand with inspiration and inspiration is to be in spirit. And that's that, that energy, that force. And that's what makes you uniquely you and ego I think in the consciousness community gets a bad rap. It's like, got to kill the ego um, in a way. And I think that there's needs to be an understanding where your ego is your preferences. You know, do you want a steak for dinner? Or are you a vegan? You know, do you want to go play basketball or would you prefer a swim? You know, it's your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can kind of get it, uh, take it too far. And then we do things for the ego. And that's where it kind of gets a little bit shady. But that curiosity and, and your inspiration is what makes you who you are. And only you can do that. And that's how you follow it by following your curiosity is the same thing as following your intuition or your instinct, because it's what you enjoy. And it'll it's like breadcrumbs. And one of the analogies I'll use sometimes when coaching or speaking is like, it's like you're in the life can be like, you're in the middle of a forest, the darkest forest ever, and you've got a headlamp, but it can only see one or two steps ahead. And, you know, to your right, you could have like the mountains and, and mountain goats and, and bears, friendly bears are not going to eat you. Um, but then to the left, you could have like, you know, a whole nother experience of the beach and everything else and, and all this magical stuff, but you can only see one step ahead. And, and if you want to be in alignment, if you want to be in your heart, a lot of people will talk about that. Take the steps towards your curiosity. That's a great way to put it. I never even thought about that towards your inspirations, towards your passions. And as you do that step-by-step new experiences and questions and curiosities and inspirations will arise And you'll know because it'll make you excited and it'll be because of the things that you were doing. You have to take action. And a lot of people and adults can get stuck in this repetitive loop. I'm too busy to take action on my passions. I got all of this. I work 60 hours. I don't have time for that. That might be true. But if you don't take time for it, weeks are going to go by. Months are going to go by. Years are going to go by. Your life is going to go by. And it might have worked out perfectly for you, or you might be on your deathbed thinking, I wish that I had taken a little bit more time and effort for myself, for my inspirations, for the things that I knew lit me up. So just make a point, make a, make a decision for yourself to, even if it's just an hour a week, people, people don't do it for months. You know, I say even just a bit, give yourself 30 minutes a day for that inspiration or curiosity. You'll change your life because that little bit is, is all it takes is that little crack to actually do something. It's just like working out if I'm training an athlete, it's like that first bit, a little bit of consistency is incredible. The law of attraction is fantastic, but it's nothing compared to the law of consistency, the law of consistent action. Uh, and you, if you can do that, you're going you're gonna to make progress. Powerful, man. I love hearing all that from you because you know, you're, you're a guy who's put out more than 250 episodes of his podcast. You've written a book. You, you're, in, you're in the juice of life, right? So you're walking that walk every day. Let me change it up a little bit. I have some rapid fire questions that I'd love to ask you. Okay. What do you prefer, ocean water or lake water? I guess lakes because I'm Canadian and they're all over the place, but ocean is amazing too. But I always get water in my mouth. <laughs> but ocean has waves, so I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> what about meat or veggies? Uh, depends. I like both. I was a vegetarian for a long time, um, but now I'm back eating meat. Sorry, vegetarian people. <laughs> uh, plant trees or fly to Mars? What was the first one? plant trees or fly to mars mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Uh, You'd have to go more details. Like if Mars was like a day trip, I would do that. But if it was like a few years, probably not. (laughs) Uh, Water or kombucha? Water. If you want something done right, you do it yourself or better done in a team? Always a team if possible because way more fun. Nice. Cannabis or alcohol? Uh, so probably alcohol if I chose, but tequila. <laughs> I like that addition. Jungle <laughs> or desert? Jungle, definitely. Matt, um, what is required for you to experience trust? Hmm. That's another good question. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I usually give people the benefit of the doubt and you can usually see if someone's shady. And I think that when you are a trustworthy person, you don't have to worry about trust. You know, I, I think that I, I trust everyone and I've, I've trusted shady people. I, I won't mention names, but let's just say I had a shady boss back in the day who may or may not indulged in, in uh, substances that you shouldn't. And, uh, you know, I loaned him money all the time and he made an absurd amount of money. I was like, why are you borrowing money from me? And it took him like, I think a year to pay me back. And like, I didn't care. So, you know, so um, I think if you just are a good person and you're honest and you're authentic, um, trust people and give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they let you down, have forgiveness and allow it to be what it is. But, and also at the same time, if you're the type of person where people take advantage of you, that's a, another section where there are groups of people who do that. People definitely don't take advantage of me. I don't think um, it's like, it's a different thing. It, trust and being taken advantage of are a very different thing. You can tell when someone is taking advantage of you. And then that's where the beard and the bald head and the martial arts kick in. And I'm just like, no, you're not doing that. Love it, man. <laughs> Those are good, good words of advice. <laughs> what about purpose? Uh, I want to demystify those words a little bit. Like in your own words, uh, can you elaborate on, on purpose and what it means to you? Purpose. Yeah. Purpose is amazing. I love that question. And there are so many facets probably speak for like a year on that. Yeah, I, I think it's adaptive. I think a person's purpose is important in the sense where you were speaking earlier about that curiosity and uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm so curious about that question. I ask so many guests, you know, what do you think the purpose of life is? What's your purpose? You know, what's my purpose? And my favorite answer so far is by Alan Watts, where he said, it's so simple. The purpose of life is simply to be alive. And I love that answer. I think that's so wonderful because it takes the weight off our shoulders to be anything other than we are. You know, it's like, oh, when I'm 15, uh, I'm going to be enough because I'm going to get some muscles, right? And then I'm going to get girls. And this is a guy talking. I don't know what girls are thinking about. Um, But then in 20, you're going to get your degree and then you're going to be something. Then you're going to have a purpose, right? But you'll be good enough when you're 25. And then you get that job and you'll be good enough when you get to this next step. And it never arrives. You never get there. So it can also be this thing where, where purpose makes us feel like we're not enough. And so I think for me, the way that I like to frame that is, is the same way with the curiosity and inspiration is continual action with that internal dialogue and that feeling within yourself to make a commitment to learn and to grow and to do the things that excite you, that inspire you to not let that die. And if you're doing those things and you're following those breadcrumbs at least a little bit, I think you're living your life purpose. You're growing in the way that you want to grow. And an analogy I use is if you're in the forest and we look at all these different creatures of the forest, 
and you look around and you were born a beaver and you're an awesome beaver and throughout your life you know you're looking at ducks and you're looking at eagles and you're looking at ants and you're like you know what I want to you know I'm going to do the ant thing because everybody's telling me to be an ant and now I'm going to go be a duck because people are telling me to be a duck it's a little bit better because I'm in the water now it makes sense but I can't fly they're doing that so you're very confused as a beaver trying to be a duck um, but as a beaver if you're like you know I kind of like chopping at this tree you know I'm going to take some time every day to chomp on this tree all while I do the duck stuff you're going to become more who you are you know and so it's kind of a silly analogy but <laughs> I think I think that what happens is life can be so crazy and hectic and confusing and we want to be the certain way or get to this certain space we forget about those little things um you know being kind to ourselves being kind to others and just following our inspirations and not letting them die and letting average be okay like i think we can be um superhuman and a way above average and accomplish great things but it also has to be okay to be a part of that process grinding it out you know being rocky smashing meat before he fights apollo creed yeah, that's a part of it. And that's wonderful. Like uh, searching for sugar, man. He, that's a great documentary. And you know, everything was taken from him pretty much by the shadiest guy. So terrible, such a sad story, but he was an amazing father and he was an amazing human. And I wish he didn't give up uh, music and was successful before, but it, but it didn't break his character. And for the, for that man to remain in integrity and in his character uh, for that duration to me is, is extremely impressive. Yeah. Very interesting. The, acceptance to kind of be be what what you are right and showing up all the way as such as such oh and i just uh, want to add the yeah. one thing because no, like um you know i part of it is like you know because we're in this this world of like you know be the max like be your best self and you know all you get all of it and it's amazing yes it is that but also you know being a good family man uh being uh, just humble and a good contributor in your community that has equal value. You know, that is a hundred percent as successful and maxed out living as you can be. If that's something that you want to do, if that's who you want to be. And so that's kind of where I wanted to bring those parallels. And as you're being that community member, if there's something that inspires you and you want to, you know, do more and have a bigger vision, I think you're going to want to grow in that way and make more impact. And I think that you should keep feeding that curiosity, inspiration to do more of what it inspires you, but it's okay wherever you are in the process. Beautiful. So follow-up question that kind of goes somewhat directly with it. Um, another term that I, I love demystifying and understanding deeper and understanding individual perspectives, and that is happiness. If you were to give happiness your own little like, spin, how would that look? Another really great question. <clears throat> Happiness is another really deep subject. One of the things that comes to mind is uh, very common humanity is, is mis, uh, mistaking pleasure for happiness. And, you know, pleasure and happiness are very different. And for me, happiness is something that I want to attain. And it's something that I've always wanted. I, I traveled the world and snowboarded and did all these things that made me happy in the moment. But even at the same time, I felt myself to be unhappy in other times. And so one thing that I learned from one of my teachers, he's a Native American elder of the Mi'kmaq people, and one of my mentors is uh, the idea of contentment. And that's something that I've moved a lot more towards recently because the pursuit was happiness before and, and happiness was like on my snowboard and doing all those things. And that was amazing. And I was happy doing them. 
And if I wasn't getting better, if I wasn't the best snowboarder, if I wasn't the best athlete, if I couldn't, you know, I always, no matter what I'm doing, I compare myself to the best. If I'm doing martial arts, I compare myself to George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, whoever the champion is. If I'm snowboarding, I'm comparing myself to the best athlete. So that makes me not enough in my own mind for where I am in the process, which is not a great thing. And, and it sabotages my own happiness. Mm. And so as I've learned and, and given effort towards being content as well as happy, I found my happiness level increased dramatically. Beautiful. I think that's, that's exactly um, parallel to my experience about happiness is comparison only goes that far, right? And contentment is such a, a more stable frequency, I think. Personally, I feel like happiness is something that's always kind of there, but it's more like a resonance. And when you're tuned to that resonance, it, it doesn't matter how much your pleasure or your short-term happiness is being fulfilled. You can kind of connect with that, that deeper soul resonance. Really yeah. cool. Matt, I have, a, I have a question, which is kind of the reason why I started this podcast and why I'm named it Green Planet, Blue Planet. And it is about your, your visionary capacities and your ability to kind of leave the singular perspective of just you in this body right now. And I know you, you, you just gave, um, or your family just gave birth to a, a little girl. So, you know, you, you're already thinking in multiple generations now. Um, let's go f way further out. Let's say beyond the, the, the grandchildren, 200 years in the future. What's your heart or your spirit hoping for we can achieve as a society or what values can we bring into the world if, if we were to, you know, vision a future society about 200 years out? That's a really beautiful question as well, man. You have really excellent questions, my friend. I love the idea of seven generation thinking, you know, thinking seven generations down the line. This is very common with, you know, Native American and indigenous cultures to think that way. And I think it's wonderful. And I think that as a species, we need to do those things. My journey was originally, uh, I was, I think I was born a little bit different because you know, I had different interests and pursuits, but one of the things that really bothered me is I didn't understand how we had war. It, I just did not get it. I was watching TV. No, nothing ever made sense. And, um, you know, some people call it like indigo kid or whatever. I don't know the term for it. For me, it was just that I couldn't understand how nobody gave a crap and I wanted to figure that out. And so I have been down every conspiracy rabbit hole that you can imagine. I have been trying my butt off to figure out what is going on. I have, you know, of those 280 episodes, I've got probably 100 or 150 experts in, you know, former, former government, whatever the case is on what's happening on this planet. Because why is it that we still have war? Why is it that people are starving to death right now? How come there couldn't be 10 millionaires that get together and chip in and, and make, you know, get 20 million bucks worth of rice. How much would that feed people? What, what systems really need to happen at this day and age? So people don't die because they don't have rice. What the F, you know, I wish I could swear hard and it still bugs me. And um, then you can go into really deeper sick stuff that's happening on the planet. And when I really looked into this, I, I couldn't believe this is actually happening. You, we've got uh, um, organ harvesting happening on the planet right now. We have uh, a, um, a sex trade that's happening on the planet right now. I worked for the International Tribunal of Natural Justice, and this was to look at, make an official inquiry on human trafficking, that the numbers on it are staggering. So these are systems that are on our planet right now. We have a lot of dark forces that are doing some messed up stuff. So that sucks. So totally. 
in 200 if you, years if you, would have, if you would have flipped that around yeah what, what yeah, do you, you see know and so possible yeah so and so i want to say not yeah. to not to stay in the darkness because you no, know it's good I, to I, but it's there. important we need you know what we what i would love to see is just peace hmm. when has this planet had peace that's what i would love to see what i believe is possible is absolutely extraordinary if we just you know i like to say if it was like team canada teamed up with team united states with team germany with team russia with team uh, Switzerland with team China. And, and if you, if there were ETs, which I a hundred percent believe in, um, and they're looking down at us, they're not going to want to join this party. They're going to be wondering what the heck is happening down there. This is not a safe space. If, if other species were looking at planet earth as one team, they'd be like, this is some chaotic crap. This is like a cage fight between all of them. What is happening down there? And so, you know, what, what is team earth capable of? And, and that is interplanetary travel. That is free energy. That is peace and harmony for everyone. That is, I don't, I don't know what the limits of uh, telepathy are or, or limits of consciousness. I know I've had my own experiences that are pretty mind blowing and I can't really uh, understand what the heck happened, but I think it, we couldn't even imagine how magical the world would be and if you keep it as simple as we wake up and we have peace on this planet, that we know our brother and sister does not mean us harm, and that we have full capability to grow mentally, spiritually, emotionally, technologically, in every way with pure freedom, the potential and the options are absolutely endless. And we would definitely be traveling the stars like Star Trek and all kinds of stuff and living in a just and absolutely beautiful world that uh, we would be proud of we would we would be a proud earth if you know imagine a representative of earth trying to talk to aliens right now that were like peaceful like oh yeah uh, explain the human race to me please and then you'd be like oh crap he's like well can you tell me why this this and this and and it would just be you know we'd have a really we'd need a really good pr agent so uh, I think it needs to start individually and and look to that vision of what's possible. And right now, what's possible on this planet is peace within the within the individual, um, making an honest uh, living and impact like the uh, eightfold path in Buddhism. Just starting there and being that example, because mm. we've come a long way. You know, we we enslaved black people in the fifties. What the hell? That's not that long ago. What is what the hell? So we're making some progress. It's just craziness here, man. I don't know what's going on. So I'm hoping for peace first, man. Peace, and and then we'll figure it out. Tolerance. I love it. I love it, brother. I love how you got from A to Z there, and I could, you know, and everyone listening right now, we get to feel Matt's um, both his passion and his frustration. And I think this, for me, is such a great testament to uh, stronger emotions, like uh, frustration can be, or you know, even anxiety can be at times. Is those aren't emotions that we're not supposed to feel. Those are actually emotions that empower us and, and you know, give us the passion to stand up for the values and the things we truly desire on this planet. Because yeah, when I go down that rabbit hole, there's, there's pure shock quite, quite a bit in, in how recent a lot of the abuse is. And then if you think of it today, um, on this day that we're recording this episode, it's 2019, most likely we're um, getting rid of like massive amounts of rainforest as we're speaking. Um, which is also created by our own species, which I can't even, I can't even fathom how we're doing that in, in the name of uh, economical progress, right? So there's a lot of work to do, and I think a lot of us are aware of it. And so one tiny puzzle piece at a time, it's our job, I think, to, to move forward towards an, an earth that, that has possibly peace and a form of tolerance and a form of identifying with the natural world in a way that uh, 
at least can give birth to a coexistence between plant, animal, and human species? Yeah, man. Very well put. I'm glad I was able to draw the bridges. Sometimes it can rant and I'm not sure how well that, that path is drawn. So I'm glad you understood. No, I, I think I think this is this is part of why we're both dedicated to a podcast as well, right? Is I think the the authenticity of asking que- of the answers that come out of questions that are a little bit further out there is is so valuable because a lot of the topics, um, and we could include sex or psychedelics into that as well. People have so many taboos that don't allow them to connect with their authenticity and their true feeling to value, right? And so we have these pre-recorded answers that we judge as appropriate or as um, within what one should answer. And then often I, I find people that are, aren't quite mature enough yet to go into a little bit of confrontation in their own belief system, just avoid and, and kind of you know um, swerve away from looking at what's really happening. And yeah, there is a part of me personally that wishes I could be literally chained to a tree in the Amazon right now, but I just don't think it would be the same. I would be of, of really of service, you know? So um, activism in the front line, may everyone's heart be blessed, but it's not necessarily what I believe in because I think even revolution is an outdated concept. We don't need a revolution. We need a form of metamorphosis that allows for those values to come out and not the steady polarity back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Very well put, man. And what it makes me think about, I think a lot in in the consciousness spirituality community, some call it spiritual bypass and things like that, where um, you know it's 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 all perfect all the time, and you're living in this frequency, and that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because you're in the frequency of abundance, so you don't see the homeless person. And so, to give an example of that, I think, and, and you put it really really well, because some things are happening. You know, the uh, sex trafficking on the planet and organ harvesting are happening. I had an opportunity to help. And I helped when I was asked, I wish if I could push a button and stop it, I would push the button. Um, Now to sit at home and cry about it all day and be depressed like I was in my early 20s figuring this out when nobody gave a crap. um, I was pretty depressed, but that's not a very functional way to be uh, for a long period of time. So but if there's an opportunity to do something in your way, you can indeed make an impact. But if you just write it off as like this isn't happening, then that is not real or empowering or authentic that's just that's just like cutting something out and so you know i went to the parliament of world religions with my friend uh, the native american david lombear and uh, he was speaking and, and i got to see all these people speaking and you had over 220 different religions represented and when he stood outside for an hour one day and he was speaking to the homeless out front and one of his teachings all the time is if you see a homeless person stop uh give them a dollar give them some money and and ask them their name and if they want drugs with it you know he's like who are you to judge just help them they need help they have a sign And and so uh it's such an interesting one and for me studying with him and and watching how he interacts and i used to give money to homeless people here and there if it was like a dollar or something that i could spare but i wouldn't get their name and i wouldn't talk i wouldn't humanize them and since i've done that and since i just did these little practices and just said hello how are you get their name get a little bit about their story some some of them are you know i I think of all the people i've done it there's only been like one or two that are pretty out to lunch but you can see the humanity there Mm. and it's just some such a simple thing and so at the parliament of world religions where the human species, the representatives of the human species, spiritual people. He goes, when his talk, he's like, I stood outside for an hour. He's like, I watched 75 people with collars walk by each homeless person. There was a bunch of them um, and do nothing. 
He's like, this is supposed to be your, and the, the Native American come from a different background, right? It's just like, so this is your spiritual representatives doing nothing for the person that needs help. On top of that, the Parliament of World Religions, I don't know if it's an official thing that they said, but security guys were coming out trying to get the homeless to leave. And so what is that to say about how spiritual you are? You know, you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off, but you're on a way to a meditation. So you flip them the bird, get out of the way. I got to be spiritual, you know, move over your bum. You know, I'm going to my meditation class. And so the best spiritual teaching that I have ever come across in countless books, podcasts, audios, interviews, travels is from my friend, David Lone Bear, And it's to do three kind acts a day to go out of your way to do it. Don't expect anything in return. And don't tell anyone. And since doing that, I would like to think before I was a kind and compassionate person and I still think that that's who I, I want to embody, but now it's more actionable. It's, mm. it's, I've seen the impact of, of what that does and going out of my way. The, when I first started to integrate that teaching, I'd be like driving by a homeless person, right? Or something on the road. And, he, and I'd be like, damn it. And so I'd have to like find a per, spot to stop in Vancouver. You know what I mean? Run down the road and like offer the guy five bucks. And he's just like, and then, but then they would tell you like this crazy story or this bit of insight that's like from spirit. That was like, you're on the right track. You know, mm. I call it, I call it a universal wink. And on my podcast, I implore people to, to try this challenge to do three kind acts a day for a week. Don't tell anybody, go out of your way to do it because you're probably going to get a universal wink. Something weird will happen in one of those interactions that someone will say something and only you will know like how weird and peculiar it is that they said that thing. Mm. And, and the stories that I get from people saying it, they are so weird. And like, you know, that there's another force and why couldn't spirituality be any more simpler? Why couldn't changing the world be as simple as you being that representative? Because I wish I could push a button and, and make peace on the planet. I wish I could yeah. uh, fix everything that I knew was wrong, but I can't. But what I can actually do is I can be a kind person every day. And I could be a total a-hole too, um, but I'll choose, <laughs> I'll choose to be kind as long as I can. Um, so that's my I love it, there. brother. I, I really love the idea of the universal wink as like a, a feedback almost, right? Like if you're getting that, you know, you are actually following the breadcrumbs of embodying all the things that we can smartly talk about. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything else you'd love to add? Something you'd love to point at? Um, where can people find your show, et cetera? Oh, well, first of all, man, thank you for the work you're doing. I know how much effort it is and I know how committed you are. And I just wanted to acknowledge you. Um, all your listeners, please show them some love. I don't know if you have a Patreon or whatever, but support him. Share, shares help. Leave a review. It's a ton of work. You guys have... It's, it's hard. I love those. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of time. We love what we're doing, but you know, your support helps. It means a lot. So definitely support you a hundred percent. So that's what I'd like to say. And if you're curious about Thanks. my work, uh, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, hit me up at Matt at zenathlete.com. And uh, also for any of the listeners, I think that life purpose is a big thing for people. And, and I get that question so often. And a few years ago, I had a buddy who's so analytical. I was trying to help him connect. And uh, I just did an impromptu hypnosis, which is now the heart journey hypnosis, which basically hypnotize you into your heart and ask you a series of questions because the mind's main programming is survival. It has to keep us alive. Make sure we don't cross the street and we look both ways so we don't die. Mm -hmm. So 
we need food to live. And so we can't really get, that's why we can't find our life purpose because our mind's trying to connect money to it. But when you're hypnotized into your heart and you're asked the same series of questions, you get a totally different response. And so if people would like access to the Zen Athlete book, which is Zen Life, it's Zen Mastery. I just did athlete for young people, just Zen entrepreneurship, same principles. They can have that book and the uh, guided hypnosis if they go to mapillaire.com forward slash masters dash of dash flow. That's what it is. And uh, and if you use it, um, you know, you just have it and, and share the share link it. with me and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and just yeah. just use it. So I'll just offer that to them and, and just wish people the best and and to highly consider those three kind of acts a day. And just thank you for being here on the planet and be nice to yourself. And that's it. Do your best. Nice. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Matt. Such a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. And that's that. Another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it. Very much so, and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. We're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now, with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, th guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in. Connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon. Mm -hmm.